Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. How's Your E-Presence is a show designed to help business people, well, help business people just do a little better job on social media. And what we do today and what we do every day is figure out how can you make a little bit more money using social media. Heck, we want to help you increase your revenues. So that's what we talk about here on How's Your E-Presence. The show is managed by E-Presence, our um our parent organization, and we manage social media for organizations and individuals that understand business is done more effectively by the individual profile versus a company profile. I'm Mark Galvin, and I'm coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So we talked a little bit about the show already and what we do, and um, there's some highlights here that I think I've already done, but there's some numbers here I'd love to share with each of you today. Did you know that 93% of buying decisions are influenced by social media? Influenced by social media. Absolutely amazing. And also, you can leverage social media on a personal level because you're developing relationships with people and you can stay in front of people if you have an active social media profile and then when they are ready to buy they're going to remember you there so that's what we talk about here on how's your e-presence and to do this we always bring in a local expert because we all we do not know everything and there are some great there's some great people out there that do incredible things on social media this month, I am thrilled to welcome to the show uh, a relative of James Bond. We have Jeff Bond <laughs> in the show. Jeff, welcome. You're welcome. And James Bond is in my family, but he was a it, farmer, not he, quite as cool. Oh, really? Oh, yes. that's really sad. He's a, he never did anything exciting in your family. Never exciting, you know? but he was definitely a, a charmer and a ladies' yeah. man. So. so, But what did he plant? That I can't disclose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well handled. Well put. Well, Jeff, I'm glad you're here and uh, thrilled that you're able to join us today. Jeff, you lead a technology division for Roth Staffing Company, and this is a, a company called Legend Technology. Tell me a little bit about that work. Absolutely. So this is a division of Roth Staffing, and they're headquartered in California. This is one of the largest privately held staffing firms in the country. One of the only that's won every award for best places to work for, to temp for, and in client satisfaction. Bravo. So Fortune that's 500, cool. staffing industry analysts. So it's humbling, right? It's not, I'm not here to brag, but it was a big attractor for why I joined the organization. And I started leading their accounting and finance division here in Atlanta. But prior to that, my uh, background was in technology staffing services. So getting back to that is really been exciting yeah oh, you yeah. saw this and you know there's a lot of this that happens where companies get these awards as mm -hmm. being one of the leaders in the way they treat employees the way they they earn this respect and it certainly attracts talent like you you decided to come join these folks because of some of those things i did yeah cool. and it's you know it's kind of proof in the pudding but it's also when a company is very people centric and culture centric and they make that king and they make that the priority very That's aligned great. with with my purpose in life because our purpose as a company is to make lives better for the people we serve it's a trademark line we're extremely intentional about it in terms of how we serve the people that we put to work and our business clients, but my purpose in life is serving others. So you can see the alignment there and how oh, it I like made that. sense. Yeah, I like that. Now, did you learn this service of others from a local university? 
I learned it really more through my life experiences okay, and my cool. faith and things that are important to me in my life in terms of just how I go about my day-to-day and Good. interactions with people, what I feel called to do. Well, and, and you and I, we, we've spent a little time together, so I know that you, you have a family, you've got kids, and you mm-hmm. are very, you know, speaking of some of the words that you used, right. you are very purposeful to make sure you spend time with them, and that's great. Did you grow up in Atlanta? No, I grew up in the uh, northwest suburbs of Philadelphia, so wow. north of the Mason-Dixon. But, hey, we're in a melting pot here in Atlanta, right? Yes, so a lot of Northeasterners. Yeah. What brought you south? Well, you know, I like to tell the story that it was really because of going to school at University of Georgia, but it was chasing a high school sweetheart at the time. Well, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, but she went to Tech. I went to Georgia. We realized that wasn't going to work. Oh, so, no. Yeah, quickly broke up, but, you know. God kind of paved the road to, to me meeting my wife and now Good. starting my family here in Atlanta. Well, and, that works well. Yeah. I have a son at Tech, and he's a big Georgia fan. He walked on campus oh, wow. with a red shirt one day, and <laughs> people grabbed, us, grabbed him and said, uh, yeah, no red. Yeah, well, Mike and I were talking about me wearing Redskins jerseys, the Eagles games back in the day, and all these guys throwing beer at me oh, and like, you're a gutsy really guy. ragging on me. So. I like that. Well, well, well done. I, you know what? I like someone that's willing to take a little bit of a chance like there that. There you go. Life's you about know, taking little, chances. A little bit of a rebel. And that's another, we can do that another day, how rebels and are, are really good for organizations. That's right. So you have, uh, you have a ton of experience on the technology side, and you are very good at your social media. We've talked a lot about that. Thank you. And, and we're going to talk about that in detail in a minute. What I'd like to do is let's talk a little bit more about what's new in social media. And there's been some things that have happened these last couple of, of weeks. One of the things that happened is, you probably heard about this, Facebook, it sounds like they released a few profiles, right? There was a, a breach. Google Plus, not only did they reveal that they uh, uh, you know, opened a little bit of a, a bit of a can of the worms, they, they didn't even know how much data got out there, but they sat on it a long time. Right. Nonetheless, Google Plus is going to go away. What's interesting is this, is that we need to talk about passwords because people are often using passwords for multiple multiple systems mm-hmm. because it's easier, Guilty. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully it's not Q-W-E-R-T-Y, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That used right. to be a creative one. But I want to get into this. I want to talk a little bit about passwords and how each of you listening today can do a little better job with your passwords. So here's a couple of things. Let's start off with this one. Number one is I... I think that it's better to come up with a longer password than a shorter one. And the challenge with that is if I told you, okay, Jeff, I want you to create a password with right. 20 characters, you're going to say, <laughs> no way Never am I doing that. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the trick to this. The longer the, the longer the password, the more secure it is, by the way. And, uh, and there's a little bit of, there's some, there's some data out there that shows that some of those creative passwords that we used to use with, a, you know, with, you could take a word like troubadour and change the, you know, the T would be capped, the R would be in lowercase, the O would be a zero and so on. You mm-hmm. kind of get the gist. That can be cracked in three days by a computer. And that's what's happening. Yeah. You know, there's computer programs that people have that are running passwords to figure out what somebody's password is. Right. So nefarious. Right? Yeah, there's people a lot don't of have anything better to do. Well they're 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 trying a thousand passwords right. every minute yeah. with these programs. So how do you how do you how do you combat that? And part of it is having a longer password. Well here's my suggestion. Do you have a favorite movie? Oh gosh, James Bond movies. Oh, there's a, you know that was just too easy, right? I just served that up there. That, that's yeah. great. All right, so so you, 
take a take a Bond movie and start to figure out. Look at four words that are not congruent. They are not same words. They are not related, but they mm-hmm. do come out of the movie. And I'm going to give you. I'm not going to put you on the spot to do this. Yeah. I have an example. Okay. You remember the movie Hitch? Oh yeah. One of the funniest movies. Great, Will great. Smith. Yeah, yep. a Will yep. Smith movie. One of my favorites. Well, if you think about that movie, I can come up with four words out of that movie that. No one else, you know, without any type of connection, without knowing that it's a movie that I'm thinking of, you're not going to be able to come up with a password. So here's four words out of that movie. Date, right? Because remember that? They were trying to yep. figure out how to, yep. they wanted to get dates. Uh, doctor, uh, he wanted to date a doctor in that right. movie. Date, doctor, gossip. There's a lot of gossip mm-hmm. in that movie. And fail, because he constantly failed. Right. right, right. So date, doctor, gossip, fail. And then throw in some numbers, and and I and I plugged in the number. You know, let's use four forty seven ten four seven one zero. You put all that together, and you capitalize each word. So date would be capped, doctors capped, gossip is capped, fail is capped, and then forty seven ten. That's a long, long password, right? Yeah, right. All I have to remember are four items. Right. I don't have to remember all those characters associated with your favorite movie. Right. Right. Date, doctor, gossip, fail, and I've got a. a terrific password that's going to be difficult to crack in fact data shows it will take about a million years to crack that that password so there's an example of, of one example that you can do something else another thing that and i've used this for a long time and this is how i, I formulate my passwords is i come up with a long sentence mm-hmm. and i i like to plug in a couple of proper nouns in there because the if there's a proper noun, it helps me come up with caps because I'm going to take the sentence and turn it into an acronym. Hmm. So on the sheet here, I and I don't know if I have this on your sheet, but um, there's a sentence, I really want passwords, my passwords, to be highly protected. So the sentence, I really want my passwords to be highly protected. And I can convert that into an acronym, capital I-R-W-M-P, the number two, hmm. instead of the word two, and then the letter B. So... I'm able to create a really good password that has no relation. It's a bunch of random digits that is harder to crack. And you can throw in some extra characters in there. You can do the uh, the number sign, the exclamation point, and that is a great way to create a longer password that doesn't have any relation to the other characters, but it's easy to remember because you sure. just memorize that sentence. Right. So these are great methods to come up with your own password, yeah. but... How do you handle, how do you, how do you manage passwords when you've got, now I know f- I probably have 20, 30, 40, I, I should know the answers, but probably yeah. over 40 different sites I have passwords for. And what about keychains, Google, saving passwords? All, yeah, you know, and, and I do recommend the, the, the two-tiered qualifications of, the of authentication passwords. and everything. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I've got that on my phone. For example, I just, uh, I just moved Dropbox. I, I unloaded it and reloaded it on my computer for, by the way, working on some of the video stuff. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, but I had to go to my authenticator app for, for Dropbox. And that's a, and that's a whole no, that's a 30-minute conversation. Right. So if you're listening today and you're wondering about that, you can use Google Authenticator to come up with random numbers that'll, that'll connect to some of the other third-party software if, it's a, if you're reloading software. Mm-hmm. But instead of going down that road, I want to talk about password keepers and password software that's mm-hmm. out there. Because here's what this is good at. You should have a master password on that app and then let the app control the rest of your passwords. 
So I'm going to repeat that. I have a master password to get into, and I use Dashlane. And I'll go through some of those other pa other uh, systems out there, right. but I use Dashlane. I've got a, a robust password to get into Dashlane, and then it manages each individual software or website that I log into. Is that a single sign-on type it of is. solution? It is. Okay, SSO. And, and what it'll do is it's going to give me a local solution, so I have a local program that mm. syncs in the cloud, and it also drops into my browser, which allows it, to, it plugs in, it drops the software, uh, each individual password on the website when I go to log in. Okay. And it constantly syncs. Here's something else that's great. You're married, you and your wife need to share passwords. If you change a password, and this has happened to all of us, you oh, yeah. change a password because you needed to, and now your wife is calling you two days, three days, <laughs> four weeks later, she's trying to get back into that same account. Right. And she can't find you. How do I access the grocery list? Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, if she has Dashlane on her computer or her phone mm -hmm. or wherever, she's got the updated password, and she can get in without a, without a hitch. We use Dashlane to manage all of our passwords at ePresence. Yeah. So when a client joins us, I go in, we plug in their password, and I manage all our passwords. I drop in the password into Dashlane, and then I can share it with my staff. They never, use, they never see the password. The system does not ever reveal it to them. Mm -hmm. It allows them to log into those sites so mm -hmm. that when or if a staff member leaves us, I just go in and pull the passwords back, and they never had access to right. them. So these are some, these are, here are some good solutions, and I'm going to mention some of the other high-level systems that are out there, some, some great software solutions. I use Dashlane. LastPass is a good one. Keeper, just it's called Keeper, is a good one. These are some great systems that are out there, and there are more, right? Um, and I, I simply went to PC Magazine. I searched Password Manager when I was looking for a, a solution, and that's how I found Dashlane, quite yeah. frankly. And you can see which ones are rated higher. There's probably, I don't know, eight or nine on that page. Do they? There is a cost. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Dashlane's about 40 bucks a year. I think it's worth every penny. That's nothing. So uh, go out there, find yourself a password keeper, randomize passwords more often so that if one is compromised, so when Google Plus gives out your password, mm. they're not giving your password to your bank account right. because you've used a different one there. Yeah. Mm. Um, at the very least, use a different password for social media. Use a different password for your banks. So you can you can consolidate that way if you're not willing to do this. And I don't think that's a great solution, right? Right. But if you it, better you, than just keeping the same one across yeah, the board. Yeah, just don't and, yeah. and don't use the word password. Don't use one to zero. Uh, these are all easy way, easy passwords to guess that that people are uh, still using today. I'm always amazed uh, when oh, I yeah. when I see a password that if is. If you're using your AOL password, you oh. should probably change it. Yes, exactly <laughs> it's right. Been the same for about twenty no, years. Right. Yahoo, <laughs> right? You know the Yahoo email system, same sort of thing. <laughs> So um, so those are some of those password things I wanted to mention. You and I are going to talk a lot about video, and I'm going to run across our 15-minute mark for new data because you do a lot of work on video. So I want to talk about something that came up recently on Facebook. So Facebook, two years ago, they did some metrics, and they came out with – these uh, the metrics that said you know video is is the most is the greatest thing since sliced bread, mm -hmm. and they kind of played around with the data because they only looked at videos beyond 
three seconds. Mm. And because of that, they didn't see a lot of people bugging out after one or two seconds. Right. And so when this, when this information came out, it appeared that, oh, well, maybe video's not that great. This comes up frequently because I talk about video, and I suggest to people all the time, you need to do video because it engages your audience more often than a, a stagnant post of a mm. picture. Pictures are great. I'm not putting pictures down. But it is a better way to share content. I'm going to read something that this, this is really good. And this came right out of the uh, Wall Street Journal article from October the 16th. So this is really new. Uh, quote, for two years, Facebook had counted only video views that lasted more than three seconds when calculating its, quote, average duration of video viewed metric. <laughs> video views Let's see. Video views of under three seconds were not factored in, thereby inflating the average length of a view, end quote. So that's the whole quote out of Wall Street. That's, that's the rub. Mm -hmm. But when you drill into it and you look at, at, at the, real, um, the real analytics, I'm gonna, I've got another quote, and this is out of LocoWise. These are some social media guru people. They came back and they did some research and they found this, quote, videos are the Facebook format most likely to reach and engage audiences, according to LocoWise, the average video post in April of 2017 reached 12.05% of the total page audience. Hmm. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, let's compare that to something else. They go on just ahead of photos at 11.63 and links at 7.81. Now, there's a status updates. Where's my next page? Status updates only get 4.56 interaction. Okay, remember what I started at? I started at 12.05 yeah. to a status update of 4.56. So they finished up with videos also had the highest level of engagement. Videos are still king. Mm -hmm. right? It's still worthwhile. Yeah, you know what? I think Facebook kind of screwed up the conversation because... They say they didn't realize they were making the mistake. I heard today they have 20,000 people working on safety and security inside mm. of Facebook. Give me a break. Yeah, they knew what they the were doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> they couldn't have been, you know, over 150% per, 150%, uh, wrong on mm. their data. I think they knew what they were doing. But it doesn't change. Video is important. You do some things on video, and I'd like for you to share that. What do you do, and how do you leverage that? Yeah, so one of the things in our business is that we really like to bring our most placeable candidates, our top candidates, you know, uh, to the market. We like to put them to work. And so how do we set them apart in a very busy climate where people, hiring managers are reviewing resumes and trying to right. pass judgment and decide do they want to bring yeah. somebody in? How do you engage those, your, your clients right. to take these candidates, right? Right. And, and so, and, and it's a common complaint that we hear amongst hiring managers is they get all these resumes and even recruiters, they see thousands of resumes. It's overwhelming. Oh gosh, Nobody yeah. wants to read anything yeah. going back to your statistics. They don't have time. They don't have time. You, you know, it's it's the last thing. It's the most important thing is who you hire. But you know, at the end of the day, is you know, how do you select them? How do you read a, a piece of paper, a resume, and really pass judgment? Sure. And by the way, people are terrible resume writers for the most part. Yeah, right? they are. And they none are. of us are professionals at that. <laughs> so, and nor do we want to be. Right. Right. And so videos are a great way uh, for us to really showcase our top candidates and to bring that to the market amongst hiring managers so that they can then get excited about that person as we are. You know, and it's a way to interact with your candidates. That's right. Right. So I can say, like, for example, 
hearing you on the radio, you've got a great voice, right? And you're communicating well. And that's a good medium. You are sharing a little bit more than what you what people would read about you because they can hear how you communicate. Well, couple that with some video, and, and Mike's doing some video now, as a matter of fact. Couple that with video, they can see you're presentable, you have good mannerisms, you have good people skills because you're able to express that on video, and it makes you somebody that I want to do more business with because I like how you present yourself, I like how you speak, not just what I can see on paper because here's something else. If somebody has a great resume, chances are very likely that they did it by committee. If they're right. smart, right? Oh yeah. They had, you, they had you look at it. They had they had me look at it. They had professionals look at it. So that may not be a real true representation of their authenticity. That and their professionalism. Sure. Right. What happens when they're under pressure? What happens when they show up in front of me? Now, let's, you know, when you put a camera in front of you, you're probably going to change. Sure. So there's a little bit of pressure with that. So you can see. Or you that. walk into an interview. I mean, it's full of pressure. All right? of those things. Yeah. Video does help help uh, help to answer those questions. Sure. But you do something else. Now you use it to help people get jobs or place them. I shouldn't say necessarily jobs. You're mm-hmm. you're you're an outplacement center. So you help people fill temporary roles to a temporary job to a full-time job temporary or full-time okay yeah we place people in all types of employment so you got you got that component but you're doing some stuff on social media what else are you doing so one of the cool things and i really have to give credit to the marketing department that we have at roth staffing is they believe like you said at the very beginning that it is about your individual brand just as much as it is the company brand and so you know, really it's uplifting others by sharing curated content that people are taking time to put together that provides value to the communities that we serve, whether it's, you know, Very the, the steps in which uh, you can nail an interview or how to how to really identify and select the best candidate for your team if you're a hiring authority. So they're pulling content. So they're not pulling content. From, they're not generating all that. They're identifying outside firms or organizations or even, you know, journalistic people that are putting that together and they're dropping it Correct. into feet. And give, and awesome. giving credit where credit's due, right? Brilliant. I mean, it's not all self-serving, narcissistic, you know, it's all about us. We're just promoting our own brand. Granted, there's that piece of it too, right? We always sure. want to attract we're a business just like every other company out there wants to draw attention and make it profitable, just like you mentioned at the beginning. But, you know, at the same token, we realize that there's a whole community of people that we serve that need information that's valuable to them, that helps them be better interviewers, that helps them be better hiring managers or leaders in their organization. And so the content that we curate and that I like to put out there is intended to provide value to others, not necessarily to myself, but I think you get that in return. Sure. And it helps your brand. Now, here's the flip side. You're you're serving your community, but I, if I'm consuming your social media and I see that you're sharing this content, I'm going to be impressed with your brand. I'm going to be expressed with or impressed with the um, what appears to me as you have a talent of identifying good quality content, and you care enough to about your audience to share that. I think that's great. Do you record video that you put on your own social media? I do. So I've kind of taken that upon myself because I I really feel like there's a gap in terms of how most staffing companies represent their candidates. And Hmm. sometimes if you're just, I call it schlepping resumes or the spaghetti effect or throwing resumes against the wall to see what sticks. Right. Like I really try to bring those resumes to life and those people to life because they have intrinsic value that we've identified through our interview process. And so I record videos on LinkedIn 
and I'll put subcaptions on it and everything if you can't listen to the audio. So and, these are candidates. Mm -hmm. and you're, you're dropping video. You're grabbing video. And then you have it transcribed. You and I talked about this website called Rev.com. It's a great website. So they'll you can drop a video on there, and they'll give you captions because mm -hmm. a lot of people are not turning on the sound. So you've got candidates. You bring them in. You'll do a video. You'll do the captions, and you'll push that out to social media. Now, do you call those – who are those folks that are the potential uh, workers? They're – Sure, call we call them ambassadors of okay. our firm. Okay, great. So you mm -hmm. have these ambassadors come in. They're doing the video. Mm -hmm. You're promoting. Not only are you promoting your internal stakeholder, but now your external stakeholders, those people that are hiring you to, to fill roles, are now able to see people. They go, how often do people call you and say, I, I want to talk to, you know, you just had Joe on today. I'd like to talk to Joe. Yeah, it, it really it captures the attention. And, and so our candidates, our ambassadors can come in and, they can also record a video of themselves highlighting their skills and expertise, their personality, their proudest accomplishments, the tools that they've used, what sets them apart from other candidates. And it truly does. Cool. It sets them so apart cool. from other, you know, resumes because at the end of the day, we're people, right? Right. And it's a, there's a very human element in staffing, selecting who's going to be the best for your team that's outside of a resume that you can just not read on paper. So being able to see people present themselves sure. and – really get excited about what sets them apart. It really makes a, a difference. And it, and it makes a difference for the hiring managers too, because it saves them all the time of going through the awkward phone screens and their interview process sure. and everything. They could just review some videos and say, yeah. wow, that person really grabs me. And they could take that and they could share it with someone else and say, hey, here's the person we're looking at bringing in. That's right. Uh, I like that. So here's a one minute video, hiring manager. Would you rather read a whole resume or read a novel or would you rather look at a video and really see those highlights, you know, as presented by the candidate themselves. How many other, have you seen anybody else do this? I, you know, is it is a proprietary solution. We had built this uh, system for yeah. our company. Uh, I don't see a lot of companies doing it. I've heard that some have adopted video in right. terms of presenting candidates, but I think it's really, you know, helping to kind of shepherd or guide, you know, as I call it, our candidates to really present themselves well in the best light and, you know, making sure that they take it seriously. You know, I'm going to, if, if I'm going to look at hiring someone or if I need someone that can help out in the short term, mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely going to look to you guys because I can see that. I could I could call you, and this is something I bet you could do. You say, yeah, you know, we've got somebody, we just did a video with him. Mm -hmm. go, go check out our social media feed. You know, and we had uh, Allison, you know, the candidate that you want to, that we want to send your way. You can, you can quote unquote, meet her right. on my social media feed. Yeah. Well, wow. we call it a one-way video, and a lot of the times we will protect the videos from posting them on social media just because yeah. there's confidentiality sure. and you know issues that people have that you don't want to open the floodgates to tons of people contacting them out right. of the blue. Uh, that's a good point. So we are sensitive to the URLs that we produce of their videos sure. when we share them with hiring managers and decision makers. Um, but a lot of the times we'll go out of our way to present a candidate, you know, in more of a confidential way on social media. So if you looked at my LinkedIn feed, you'll see some videos produced recently of candidates with that transcription and everything that we talked about. Oh, I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So how do you see an ROI coming out of your social media work? So it's really produced a lot of people reaching out to me uh, specifically. And, you know, it's something that I've adopted more so recently. Sure. And so I'm still evaluating the actual revenue and the ROI. Okay. And, and right. I will be evaluating as we'll I go. We'll have you back. See how that goes have in me six back. months to yeah. a year, right? But I've already gotten a lot of yeah. contact, contacts and traction. I've been asked to write articles, you mm, know, and, nice. and provide thought leadership. 
you're having me on the podcast on the on the show. <laughs> there I you mean, go, absolutely. So it's definitely working. So, and it's a long term play, and mm-hmm. you and I have talked about that. So you'll see a return on this. I'm sure it'll be robust turn uh, return mm-hmm. because you're not just hitting it in, in from one perspective of a curation point, but you're also adding other value to your social media feed that'll pe- keep people engaged. Yeah, and that's the key. It's, it's got to be valuable, right? Yeah, and it's got to be valuable to others. You can't think about it as a self-promoting, narcissistic thing to do. If you can really encourage and, and bring other people up through the content that you're providing, give credit to others, you know, really highlight others, serve people in that meaningful way. It really makes a big difference. It does make a big difference. Uh, we are at the uh, almost at the end. There's something I want to highlight that you just said, and that is make sure you focus on your audience. Right. It's a common theme that we talk about, mm-hmm. and it does come up again and again and again. It's just worth highlighting. Yeah. Think about who your audience is, who you're speaking to, and make sure you give them content that they will want. Otherwise, they'll shut you off. Agreed. So, well done. Well, you know, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Bond, where can people find you? Where are you online, and, and what's the website? Yeah, so our website is Legend Tech. It's L-E-D-G-E-N-T tech.com. It'll cover all of our business solutions, all cool. that. If you want to find me, LinkedIn is where I spend the majority of my time, and my handle is Jeff Bond Tech Staffing. That's awesome. All right, so um, – you're and you're on Instagram. You're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. Uh, Bond underscore tra- uh, staffing on Twitter. Yep. Uh, if if you want to connect with Jeff and you want to send him a quick note, you can find him there. I'm so glad you came by today. You have a great voice, by the way. Thank you. People you know. have told me I have a yeah, radio yeah, yeah. voice. I got to test it out live that's, today. That's right. And, <laughs> and you know, and I came in, and and Mike told me that I had a, a face for radio. So uh, yeah. I don't. You, you don't have a face for radio. You can do both. <laughs> you can do television. But anyway, thanks. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for showing up you, and, and helping out and sharing some great quality info with, with our audience. Uh, now, when you want to find me, uh, you can find us. Uh, we are ePresence, and all you do is just hit the web. Search for ePresence. We will pop up. We'd love for you to like or follow our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, Twitter, and our handles across all mediums is ePresenceME. So our website's ePresence.me. But our handles are epresenceme, no dots or dashes for our handles. Uh, we're always sharing tips. And, and, uh, and as a matter of fact, after you and I had breakfast, I ran out and I thought, gosh, I really need to make sure I'm doing more video. Yeah. So I'm working on adding a lot more video to our feed. So you'll be able to check that out. I talked about hashtags this week, as a matter of fact. So And you do have a face for video, so I'll give you credit. <laughs> go go check you out me. Mark's face. You make me feel so much better. Mike's always <laughs> making fun of me here. So... Uh, Always hit us on all of our social media on our website. Love for you to to check that out. Also, um, catch us live here the third Thursday of every month. We're right here on Business Radio X, and the shows are available 24-7 by going to the website, businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then click down on How's Your E-Presence to catch us there. You can also search How's Your E-Presence on iTunes, Google, iPlay, SoundCloud, Spotify. We've, we're on all those other locations, and we have also other offerings through regular podcasts, so please join us there. Um, I am a guest on Lens on Business. Lens on Business runs on WSB Radio on the weekends. Uh, it is on hiatus while UGA is in the middle of their uh, football season. Go dogs! Yeah, go dogs! Let's hopefully they'll uh, they'll bounce back and beat Florida. 
Um, but that's a business radio show that airs on WSB on Saturday night, so hopefully you can catch us there. But we prefer for you to listen to all of our shows right here on Business Radio X. So for more about ePresence, remember, you can find us at epresence.me. That's epresence.me, because it's all about you. Uh, thanks again, Jeff, for being here. And until next time, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your ePresence on Business Radio X. Thank you.